Have Have you guys ever spent any time in a dump? Yes. I have too, and I remember going to the dump. Oh, all the time. Bam! You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit, the podcast where we drop the gavel on the topics that matter. Joining me today is Michael Hodgins. Michael, hello. Hello. Also joining us, as per usual, is Crofton Steers. Hello, Bo. Oh, very solemn. Crofton. How are you? How today? are you? How are you guys today? I'm doing pretty good. Life's uh, been treating me pretty well, I have to say. Actually, I am now the proud owner of a Stetson cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds not like you at all. No, I'm not really a cowboy kind of guy. I listen to lots of rap music or whatever, but I went out and I actually... <laughs> <laughs> I do! Like, I'm not... It's true. I've heard him listen I'm, to rap music. I'm not your typical... Uh, I'm not a cowboy or a country guy, but... Um, and this is a tie back into our advertising episode, but I basically bought the hat. I, I, I developed a want for the hat watching the TV show Justified. It's a really good it's show. It's a good show. Way. Yeah, I so agree. Which, so, which is to say, you are easily influenced. Yeah, so we didn't talk <laughs> about product placement and the show. It's, it's essential. So, like, the main character, Raylan Gibbons, like, you know, he saves people and he sh- finds reasons to shoot people. It's Justified. But, He's an old West sheriff in a modern time. Yeah, but the hat is this core character of the show where, like, if a criminal gets the drop on him and steals his gun and his hat... He's got to get the hat back. <laughs> so I just, you know, I just, I got myself a hat because I thought it looked good. Me and my mother went out shopping for it at this place called the Apple Saddlery. And and uh, we found one that we liked. And I now am the proud owner of a Stetson. Well, congratulations. Yeah. So It's true, though, about the product placement. And that's kind of, that's more of a subtle one in the sense that it's like the, the lead character has something. And to be cool like him, you actually have to figure out what it is and then try it, try and buy it. But stuff like American Idol or whatever, they literally will have on the table in front of the judges, they'll have, you know, Coke glasses and they're all drinking. It looks like they're drinking Coke. Randy Jackson's probably drinking straight vodka, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, dog. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it is it is like it is insidious. Yeah. Although I would almost prefer that like products on a show, especially if it makes sense, than actually paused advertisement breaks. Yeah. Well, I just want to say that when I put the hat on, I feel like uh, more of a man. It really has an effect on me psychologically. <laughs> I put the hat on, and it's like like superpowers are enveloping me, and I feel way more confident and um, a lot more attractive too. So, anyways, you should use your newfound confidence to help sway your verdict for uh, whatever we end up talking about today. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't wear the hat while I'm doing the show because it doesn't fit over my uh, headphones. But um, I'll touch it while I headphones give my are verdict. the hat's kryptonite. <laughs> no, no, I'll be holding on to the hat. I'll be touching the hat when I give my verdict. Anyways, why don't we take on uh, take a walk over to the random topic generator, Mike? Would you get do it, the honors? okay? Let's get it fired up. <clears throat> oh. Uh, We're killing Mike. We're killing him. He signed a waiver, didn't he? We're okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Oh man. 
This is kind of a big one. It ta- it t- well, okay, it's organized religion. Oh, man. <laughs> it kind of ties into, I mean, we were talking about atheism. Uh, we had a good debate going on that one. And we kept, you know, we kept pulling on organized religion in that, you know, atheism is a counterpoint to it. So, and I think we said often during that show that, oh, wait, let's save it for the organized religion one. But so here it is. Yeah, I'm excited. This is the, I think it was me, really, that was always getting told to stop talking about organized religion. So now I have a chance to do so. Does anyone want to define organized religion? Mike, I feel like you're best suited to be defining <laughs> this kind of thing. Yes, my long uh, my, my long stay at the seminary schools prepared me very well. well. You're the most read on the subject of atheism and religion, that's far. That's uh, your theological I'm... know-how is probably the best out of the three of us. Well, I guess I'm the most educated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listeners can't see the video feed, but I just massively eye-rolled that one. Really? I think I'm more more years of schooling than probably both you guys. Whatever. Who cares? Definitely me. But anyways. I also think your school is kind of pointless. So uh, organized religion uh, is just – I think it's whenever – Religion, I belief in God or a deity, uh, becomes widespread in its belief and um, develops traditions or dogmatic rules and sort of codes of conduct or things like that. Uh, and a lot of people practice it. I think it's I think it's it's like widespread worship that has a kind of system around it of how you should behave, what you should do, how to be. That's organized religion. Uh, do you guys want to add on to that? Yeah, I, I think because I think everyone's going to conjure up a, a, their sense that they know what organized religion means, and I think we, you got it there. Is is there a, is there a thing? Is disorganized religion a thing? Is there is there something we need to leave off the table? Well, I think when you say yeah, like spirituality, I think some people are just say that uh, oh, I'm relig- uh, like I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious, or I believe in God, but I don't practice, or I don't go to church, and I think that those people not really into organized religion like, like witch doctor stuff well no i think you can be say like my mom is kind of catholic but mm-hmm. she never she doesn't go to church really well yeah, I, I don't know. we're I talking I about organized religions i'm just is there are there disorganized ones you know like their paperwork's always filled out wrong um <laughs> disorganized ones like, I, I, I mean think, is there a, a, a segment here that we need to exclude like we're not going to talk about yeah, well, I think I just said it's spir- like spirituality. Okay. Uh, I-, I think it's more just like anytime it's organized, which is just it can even be a cult is an organized religion. Yeah. Uh, as long as it has a kind of leader, some type of structure, some some type of overriding kind of, I shouldn't use the word manifesto, but but sort of may- often there's a document which kind of informs a religion or just leader of it. Okay. So let's let's call out a, a few organized religions straight up. Let's let's. Let's uh, instead of dancing around it here, let's talk about some of the big ones because honestly, that's what this is going to come back to. While there's small organized religions, I think the ones we're going to be focusing on are ones like the big three. Yeah, hit hit me up. What are they? Okay, I'll do one. Judaism. Okay, Christianity. And uh, Islam. The Muslim. Islam. 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 Sorry. <laughs> I think you, should, you know. I think for good measure, we should also throw in Hinduism and Buddhism, probably okay. as other yeah. big ones. For sure, uh, but there are many others as well. And each one, I think, Taoism. it should be said, uh, have their own sects. Um, you know, you can be a Catholic as a Christian, but an evangelical is not a Catholic. But whatever. Yeah. Okay. Mormon. Yeah. So. Um, Mormon. <clears throat> 
So organized religion, do we have opinions on these? Because I, I think we, we said, I know I said a lot on the subject of organized religion on our atheism episode, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I have to say that my exposure to it has been limited. I think I've been to a few christenings. I think maybe I've gone to like a, a church mass once or twice. Do you, have you guys ever been a part of any sort of regular um, religious activity at one point in your lives? Um, I went to Sunday school as a kid, and I just remember singing, singing songs uh, like "He holds the whole world in His hands." He holds the whole. You, you guys, is that a that? religious song? Yeah, it's like Jesus. He holds oh. the worlds in His hands. Apparently, Sent. probably. A lot uh, of yeah, and songs I just remember being it being really boring generally, and my mom, my brother, and me, and my dad complaining so much that my mom gave up trying to make us go. But um, yeah, so we, we we gave up on that one. Um, I, but okay, let's. I think we all stated in the atheism one that we're all atheists. So I'd like to start by trying to say some positive things about about organized religion. I just don't want this to be a crap fest. Yeah. I think one of the major things that's good about organized religion uh, is the sense of community that that it fosters in people. I think that if you're a part of a, if you're a member of a church or of a congregation, that there's a very strong sense of community that goes along with that. More so than maybe if you have to build it entirely or on on your own through just social network or or family. And I think that that's what that's what draws a lot of people to religion is that sense of community. And and I think that that to add on to that, I think that sense of community comes from a uh, an like a place of importance in the person. For instance. I could once a week get together with uh, a bunch of guys who are into sports, have a sports hockey pool going and meet in a bar and we talk about hockey. But really all we have in common is hockey. Whereas religion, uh, organized religion, fosters this sort of deep and an analysis of your deep spiritual beliefs and therefore uh, the people that you meet in an organized religion that you share would have – potentially a, a deeper connection with you and therefore um, maybe you would have a deeper more meaningful friendship relationship well, with them. It, it seems like and I think I'm speaking of just maybe my knowledge of Christian religions I'm not sure how it works with other ones but there's this sort of sense of like that we treat everyone with love that like that there's a sort of message you see it a lot I think on the outside of churches and stuff where it's like God is love and love is important and the sort of unconditional you know, we forgive people and so the idea behind the community the religious communities is that um, they're all there before God to, to um, humble themselves I guess you know and to be accepting of all kinds except the gays like <laughs> well. depends on your religion if you're from, from the United Church they're very open and uh, you know there's an organized religion. Progressive is the word for those kinds of churches. Progressive, yeah. yeah. Um, I heard something recently on the CBC show Ideas, which I love listening to. It always gives me good ideas. And they <laughs> just were just about- before Michael continues his point, if you want to play the good, bad, or bullshit drinking game, you just have to take a shot every time Michael Hawkins <laughs> mentions uh, the CBC show Ideas. But we recommend you don't listen to many podcasts in a row because you might get drunk real bad. Yeah, well, you should usually mention it once, mention it once per show. Anyways, they were, talk- <laughs> they were talking about, I think it was either, I always get these guys confused it was either Descartes or Immanuel Kant I can't remember it was one of these sort of uh, philosophers from that era in any case and uh, he said that so he takes the postulation if God exists so if God has created the universe and has created us um, and 
for the, for whatever reason he, he it has decided then there is a meaning to, to the universe it's not random so he has god has done so for some reason we may not, we may not know it but there is meaning in the world because we were created but if god does not exist uh, then there is no inherent meaning in existence that it is up to us to give life meaning ourselves. And so, uh, and, and I think his, his point was that you have to have a very strong, you have to be a strong-willed person, very in, independent-minded person to be able to do that, give your life meaning. So one of the things that religion, I think, does for people is it really gives them a sense of meaning, purpose to their existence, which some people otherwise may not be able to find or, uh, you know, it's so, so it can be a keystone for some people of like, why are we here? And, and religion is the answer or gives the meaning. Hmm. Yeah, you you almost kind of, and I'm not suggesting that we do this, but when you when I hear things like that, it's like maybe some people are just not smart enough to find it. But who really like can find meaning in their life, right? Like that's a very difficult thing. I, I think there's there's comfort and solace in in being with others, in being a part of a community. So like I don't know, deriving that kind of meaning, it seems because like I don't go to any religious gatherings of any kind. And uh, I struggle with the meaning of life, but I don't really have, or what it means to me. But I don't, wouldn't say that I have an answer to that. But you may be independent enough that it just doesn't matter to you. You don't need religion to, to right. give it to you. I think another way to look at organized religion, and this starting to get into the you know problems I have with it, uh, is it it's a means of describing the universe, right? And, and a lot of us who are more atheistic in our views are kind of like, well, science does a better job of that now than than does religion. But there was a time where science did not do, or didn't hardly exist. So um, religion or organized religion is, is, is just a way of understanding the universe, of trying to understand why we're here. So I think it was kind of constructed for that reason, uh, but now we've learned a bunch more things so that those explanations of the universe or us or anything now seem kind of vapid uh, in comparison with sort of evidence-based explanations yeah yeah i think there's definitely that conflict of of values there uh, between what science has to say about to describe the universe around us and what religion does um but i'm also one of the big things for me about organized religion is less on the science side because um uh science to me is just hands down usually the better explanation of a lot of things but um what I more have a problem with when it comes to religion is the the idea of it as social engineer. So again, if we go harken back to ancient times, maybe it makes sense. Like the commandments are a big deal in Christianity, and and I think I know them. Um, you know, it seems like a social engineering manifesto, um, and and I feel like religion still wants to play that role of social engineering. I mean, you just have to look at the definition of marriage, which a lot of Christian, uh, and not just Christian, I'm sure it's it's prevalent in Islam and in Judaism as well, you know, would say that um, the definition of marriage is between a, a man and a woman and not between other kinds of flexible sort of relationships. Um, and to me, that smacks of social engineering more so than you know, science, uh, religious science, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what do you guys think about the control that organized religion tries to have on a community's lives? Because I think that's there. Um, I was just going to say a couple of things, like, because I was waiting for the 
the point in the podcast where we start bitching about organized religion, which I think we have now segged into, and I appreciate. <laughs> uh, I I just think that that uh, organized uh, religion um, and historically, like if if you go back and you look at the the big three, let's focus a little bit on on say the Crusades period or. Any period, or, or even the Middle Ages, around there, where where kings and queens and and nations were decided by the support of the organized religion, or organized uh, religion prevailing in that area in the time, you're talking about uh, a bureaucracy that that is essentially a power structure, and it, it's uh, it w- which it still is. You you have like in Christianity, you have your pope, you've got your cardinals. There's there's rank and files, uh, and and as you give power to these people, you're giving them power over your spirituality. Uh, you're creating uh, be- belief that these people here on earth, like you, are better than you in some way, or more more pious than you in some way, and uh, and I find that that giving people this sort of power based on your own personal beliefs uh, is somewhat problematic. Yeah. So. It- it kind of resonates a little bit with what I was saying about like, I think you described it even more aptly where it's just like the church and state, they were decider of Kings and, and had a, have had a huge impact in, in a lot of societies throughout history. I think maybe in contemporary times, they're struggling with that because science basically wrests that from their control. I think also, I mean, it's the, it's the dogma that bugs me. It's the, this, it's that religion has stated basically that, that it, it has found truth. Uh, truth is God. It's truth not about is in this. questions as much as it seems like solutions. Yeah, and, and I mean it is an explanation of how the universe works to some degree, but it's also like this This is it. It's sort of unbending. You can interpret it a little bit, and I think that's how sects, sects of religions evolve, but that it's very much like this is the way, and you either get with it or get, you know, Actually, this I saw this thing the other day on Wikipedia. You know, often you know on their front page they have this like on this day and whatever. Yeah. And I like I looked up this. It was the last guy I think in Britain executed for um, heresy. It was oh. 1696. I'm just going to read you the, the indictment because it's really made me laugh because I'm like, oh, man, they would have totally burned me at the stake too. So th- this is the indictment. It says that the prisoner had repeatedly maintained in conversation that theology was a rhapsody of ill-invented nonsense patched up partly of the moral <laughs> doctrines of philosophers and partly of poetic fictions and extravagant chimeras that he ridiculed the Holy Scriptures, calling the Old Testament Ezra's fables in profane allusion to Aesop's fables, that he railed on Christ, Christ saying he had learned magic in Egypt, which enabled him to perform those pranks which were called miracles, that he called the New Testament the history of the imposter Christ, that he said that Moses was a better artist and better politician, and he preferred Muhammad to Christ, that the Holy Scriptures were stuffed with such madness, nonsense, and contradictions that he admired the stupidity of the world in being so long deluded by them that he rejected the mystery of the Trinity as unworthy of refutation and scoffed at the incarnation of Christ." Sorry, that was a bit long, but it made me uh, laugh because that? I'm like, it pretty much is exactly what I would say or think <laughs> currently. Yeah. And that was that guy was executed. He was 20 years old, and for saying those things, he was hung. What, <laughs> when, when was what year? Um, 1696. So I think that was right before the Enlightenment or thereabouts. So things were starting to change. 
But so, uh, three hundred years you, ago. But do you guys think like like here here's a big part of what gets me in organized religion? We talked in the atheism podcast about people. Uh, you know uh, how how do you differentiate like a fairy tale or like some sort of story? We were talking about Santa Claus versus versus God. What what yeah, yeah. you stop believing in one, you don't stop believing in the other. What's the deal? Um, and and what what I find sort of uh, sort of weird when you think about it in a historical perspective is how you indoctrinate your children, right? And and this is this is it's not just religion. Like it can be sports fandom. It can be uh, it can be your values. It, it, it you know your values you you raise a child in a certain way um, in your image and so they learn things and they take in things when when they're too young to question other than this is because my parents say so right and so so religion propagates that way it, it's very rare or it, it happens but it's rare that a child will veer in a completely different direction than its parents other than to become an atheist in our in our time i'm just wondering if the three of us we're all we're all atheists and we benefit from the world and the time in which we live in and mike when you read that example you said you know if i was in that time i would have been hung and you would like all of us would be pretty much anybody from modern times for their values or just even describing an iphone would be hung uh, as a witch so but (laughs) if we if we were born in that time do you think, like, like how much of it is 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 just the environment that you're surrounded by? Like, we have more information now, so we're more informed, so we are a certain way. But would we be more involved in organized religions had we been born in another time? Well, yeah, I guess you're saying we, we have the tools now to be able to discriminate yeah. against it and more aptly. That, that is a good point. I'm sure I would be... Well, you know, I'm sure my stance would be different back then. I do feel that I'm pretty against the grain by nature, even in the kind of world we live in now. I'm pretty anti-materialism. So I think I, I think I might have still been a little bit like that, but probably would be much more tempered in my view. I think what Crofton's suggesting, though, is more along the lines of that we are the products of the world. Like, Michael, you didn't just become Michael because you're Michael. I mean, the world around you tempered you into what you are. It's kind of like the women's what? studies thing about gender roles where we learn to be men and women based on what we're taught and not because men and women have inherent attributes. So maybe you, you, we'd like to think we would be as enlightened as we are now, you know, 500 years ago, and we'd like to think we'd be burned at the stake, but maybe we wouldn't. Maybe we'd be well, I, I think it's. I, I think some of it is literally um, – ge- I think there's some genetic component to some of this stuff too, that some people are group people. So they, they like to be part of the, the, the group, the tribe, um, and they really get a lot of power and they feel good about being, knowing what's going on, going with the group. And there's some people who are uh, rebel against that. I feel like by nature, I always yeah, sort well, of re- you know. re- rebellious to whatever the status quo is. I always feel like, because like, Andrea always tells you, you know, you, uh, I should have been born in the 60s because like, all, all I like is music from like the 60s and 70s. But I bet I wouldn't. I bet if I was born then, yeah. I would have been like, fuck this music. Uh, like, and I, 20s like, is where like, it's at, man. That's where all the best music is. <laughs> I would, you know, but, it, but it's like, I think the thing is like, I wonder if I'm like how I am now because I've re- rebelled away from the status quo. But anyways... This might be yeah. a digression. Yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to say. But if you were the person you were, if you took a time machine back there, they definitely kill you and steal your time machine. Right, and stuff like that still goes on today. Yeah. 
Yeah. And worship the time machine like a new god. Right. Well, and, I was thinking this is like a setup for the perfect terrible movie where there's like a, a an invasion, a time travel invasion from people from 500 years ago who come to kill us all. This our... happens with Doctor Who all the time. Uh. Um, <laughs> j- just uh, j- just a side a side note on on organized religions. Nerd. Um, yeah, uh, I'm watching it now. The there shows uh, there are new religions, new organized religions. You know, the the, the famous one that everyone talks about is Scientology, right? Mm. And, and everybody laughs about how ridiculous it is. You know, they 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 um, the you know people who who subscribe to the big three or other organized religions will literally make fun of Scientologists for the ridiculousness of their beliefs. Um, same, you know, Mormons fairly, fairly recent, uh, in the history of religion, but it just seems like, like the joke is that you could make a religion. And we just made that joke about a time traveler going back and then people worshiping it. You could make a real, a religion, uh, and as long as you get people to subscribe to your worldview, then boom, you have an organized you have an organized religion, and and that kind of makes the big three and others more problematic to me because these are ones at least Scientology was invented recently, so at least it is supposed to apply to like our current situation, whereas like say Christianity. You know, two thousand years ago, um, their beliefs, and, and and they'll all say now when you read the Bible, oh, just you know, cherry pick the parts that make sense because a lot of it now uh, doesn't work. Um, it, it's it's just, and that's one of my big problems with the organized religion. It, it, it's like it's like they they celebrate a moment in time and then base an entire sort of culture and society around this moment, even though time and progress is marching forward. Well, I think some would say that that's where it gets its credibility too. Like, because because you know, a, like a, people organized religions, a lot of people scoff at Scientology because it's it's uh, it's a bit loony, uh, but no more loony than 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 the big three really. Uh, the difference is those ones have this kind of um, respect about them because they've been enshrined in tradition and culture. So. Uh, Scientology is a new a new idea, so you have to be an outlier to get involved with it. But to be involved in any of those big three, all you have to do is just kind of be like non-questioning of of as we were talking about before how you're raised. Because I feel like today, if someone like Jesus or you know any of these types of prophets came wrong say, saying things, oh God's talking to me, we would all be like, uh, dude, you're schizophrenic. You need to get some help. Uh, and that's what would happen. And I mean, and and when I look at like the the literal stuff of religion, to be like, who's to say that that these people literally just had mental health issues and and didn't know it and were very convincing and just convince people of stuff and it may take on a religion but but then in shroud like after 2000 years we just people cannot break away from it yeah it just, well they still have the we still have the vatican which is just such a cra- crazy place i mean it's like we don't have those insane people like those prophets mike but we do have uh you know a pope <laughs> what you is know i will pope? give kudos <laughs> i will give major kudos to the new pope much better pope than last pope Still long, still needs to come a long way, but he's saying some good stuff. But why do they got to wear those stupid clothes that don't make tradition, any sense? Tradition, man. Yeah, but see, tradition. Because that Mike raised an interesting point there about how now they have actually become history, a historical, uh, like the, the, the thousands of millions of churches uh, that have been built. I've been to some, in, I'm, in England, I went to some amazing 
amazing churches, like just absolutely beautiful because the most money used to be spent on these places of worship. And, uh, and they're now they're, you know, they're part of history, significant parts of history. And, and, and Mike's right to, to, to mention that these, these three, uh, the big three and, and others, aside from still being active, relevant, organized religious institutions, they also now serve a historical purpose as well. People go on tours of the Vatican, for instance. Yeah. It, I just think it's all very goofy, and I think, I think that, like organized religion enshrines the these sort of these practices that I just don't, they don't, they, they want it to make sense, but it's things that fly in the face of reason. Um, so just you know the fact that there is a, a, a pope who's the God's representative on Earth, it's just so to me it's ridiculous. But you can also see how there's a lot of power in that like when the pope not that that many people even catholics necessarily listen to the pope but you know arguably there's a billion catholics and so when the pope says something you know uh maybe it has more clout <laughs> because if you have a whole bunch of people who follow you i mean there's power in that there's power in organization in organizing people i mean you organize a labor union it's just people coming together so if religion has, still has a lot of power because it has a lot of people following it yeah. and you can it can it can sway those people but let's face it here in the secularized west it is on the decline i mean uh church congregations are having a hard time making a go of it um my mother-in-law is on a church board she's with i think the united church i'm not really sure in any case they had like the roof collapsed i always think of father ted and being like we need to raise money to fix the roof of (laughs) of the church because you know requires you know charitable donations by people and they're having a really hard time getting the money to fix the the wall this church literally like collapsed in because people just aren't going to church anymore so i mean these big beautiful structures and i love the architecture of churches see all around our cities are like there's less and less people going to them, and I mean I feel like that's the way it's going. Yeah. Um, I, oh, go about, yeah. So, oh, sorry, I was going to say what, and this is sort of like, I uh, you know it's because in a way we're informed, we're satisfied to a certain degree, but then then you still have missionaries in third world world countries, and you think these people uh, and throughout human history, when you're in want of something, it it. To, to have someone come to you with the easy answers and say, hey, you know what? Life does suck, but when you die, you want to go to this amazing place with chocolate-covered waterfalls, um, Then, then, but you got to do what I say. You got to follow these rules. Uh, and they may not – they not – may not overlap with what you actually believe, but trust me, they're better because you're going to go to this magical place at the end, right? And, and so that still happens. Like it, you, there were periods of increased missionary work, but there's still missionary work going on in in, in countries where, you know, education systems are lesser and, and this sort of thing. They're still, you know, they're doing good work and that they're contributing money for schools and all this sort of thing. They'll teach people math, they'll teach people sciences, but at the same time, they'll, they'll, uh, indoctrinate you know, doctrinate, yeah. that's that's the thing sorry I'm just going to just cut in here onto the dance floor um, that's the thing that bothers me because we're talking about organized religion so we're talking about institutions I'm not, we're, we're not talking about the people worshipping or the people with beliefs we're talking about uh, big business now because a lot of these a lot of these religions are incorporated in various ways 
going around doing things under the guise of do of doing good and, and maybe there are people who believe in the good and there is good being done but i always feel that there's that indoctrination or that social like they're just meddlesome they want to meddle in the world they want to get on your money they want to be in your national anthems they want to have their symbols in your house um and it's like well, why <laughs> like there's I'm always like, an ulterior motive because because it's the same thing. Like if you have more people come to your church and the roof gets broken and you have 100 people there who donate 20 bucks, you can fix it better than if you only have five people. So the more you get, the more pickup you get, the more power your organization has. Have, have you guys seen the South Park episode where uh, these Jehovah's Witnesses – or I think it's Jehovah's Witnesses or group missionaries in Africa and, and all the, the – African children are so hungry and they're just like, Bible, here's the Bible. They're like, hungry, hungry, and like, Bible. I was flying to the Philippines in, I think it's 2008, and on the plane there was like a group of 20, like 20-something-year-old 20 Americans, and they were they were going, they were evangelicals, and they were, I was chatting with a few of them, and they were, seemed like nice young adults, uh, but they were going there to like spread the gospel. And I was like, I was like, wow, this really is that still happens. There is is a lot of spreading of the word, eh? Like spreading the gospel. And when people when people go, I find it so funny because it's like, it's like they'll show you if you go to a restaurant. It's like uh, Bo and I and you were at the restaurant, Chinese restaurant, and Bo was asking if they had platters, right? Like because he likes he combination plates. He likes it a certain way. But we we were buying like sort of individual things and sharing together. But religions are essentially combination plates. You've got to take it all. You know, it's like organized religions. <laughs> it's like here it is. You take it all, or you and 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 now you have a bunch of uh, other newer organized religions. The United uh, is one of them, but other other ones where they're sort of like, well, you know, we like this part, but. Not this part so much, you know, like, and that's, that's fair. That's fair enough. But to me, it just underscores the absolute absurdity of organized religion. That's where you, that's where you develop your sex and you become Shiite or Sunni and then you go uh, to religious war for yeah, like lifetimes. L- like Luther famously nailing the, what is it, the 64, yeah. what was it, the 93, I can't remember, he, whatever. I had all these problems with Catholicism and now we have all these sects of Protestantism all from Luther who was like, I did't want it. I don't want the full combination plate. Hold the egg rolls, please. <laughs> what are you saying? But what you know, I always find funny about this is it um, from a ga- like from a gambling perspective. When we were talking about atheism, I was talking about agnosticism. Say, oh, we can't really know. But if you're looking at this from like a gambling point of view, and uh, so if you say like, okay, so either there is a god, and to get into heaven. Uh, you need to, you know, abide by the rules. And if you don't, you're going to burn in hell forever, like really agony forever. Or there's no God. And then when you die, there's an endless void. And then so so it's like if you're thinking about but if, if, if you choose that one, then you're going to burn in hell forever. So if you're just gambling, it's a better bet. To just be like, okay, well, I'll just go with the religion because, you know, if I maybe I think it's atheism's true, but then what's what's that going to get me? Endless void. And it's like, <laughs> but I may as well, if I'm going to just bet, I may as well bet on religion because if it's right, well, then I go to heaven and no, I don't have to burn in hell forever. So just strictly gambling wise, they always say like, and maybe that's what a lot of people say. They're just like, you know what? I'm not going to risk it. I'll just you know go along with the religion. I can go to church every now and then, and then I'll get I'll get the free pass. Well, you, you think about it. What's the harm? It's the great big unknown. There's mass delusion about 
the existence of whether or not there's a heaven or hell. And the alternative is, well, be ostracized from society and be in a void. <laughs> like, it's not very comforting. Actually, you know what? What's the harm is the big thing that we haven't really touched on. And you guys, <laughs> you, you guys both mentioned it. Like, but uh, I think I even mentioned the Crusades. But, like, the harm is is war yes. and violence. Yes. That's what the harm is. Oh yeah, I knew there was something. Uh, honestly, there is so I, yeah, <laughs> there is so much stuff in human history, so much violence that is associated with organized religions. Now, that's not to say that if organized religions didn't exist, they wouldn't be fighting over something else, but like I mean, it is crazy from, you know, as recently, like, as 9-11 to the, you know, the Crusades, which were all about one religion over another. So, yeah. And Rel- and back thousands of years past that as well. Um, yeah, it's, it, there really well, is a lot of harm. The, Not that, to mention the pedophiles. Yeah. Well, that's why the term holy, holy war, okay, well, I was going to say that's where the term holy war comes from, but, uh, <laughs> or <laughs> jihad, but I guess we can segue into pedophiles or pedophiles. Well, no, pedophiles, think of like, uh, I, we shouldn't, we, we should I, also have a drinking game based around mentioning of Father Ted, great show, where Father yeah, Ted yeah. says, say there's 200 million priests in the world and, and, and 10% of them are pedophiles, well, that's only like... Ten million, <laughs> ten million pedophiles, and it's just like you're like, oh, that doesn't sound very good. I know yeah. my math was off there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, but uh, definitely there, there's a lot of hurt conducted in the name of religion, and um, I think someone of a religious bent might say, well, they may mostly do good, but sometimes you know, like like a person that's capable of bad things. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, I think the pedophile thing is just such a. Is it a big enough topic to to introduce into the organized religion conversation? Oh just yes, because like, it's, it's it's specific to one religion, right? Uh, I mean, I look, I don't know enough about other religions, but there's certainly Catholicism has had an issue with it. Yeah, no, and but I think I think like Bo raises an interesting topic in the sense that like it, it's not necess- if you're talking in broad strokes and we have limited time about about uh, uh, organized religion, it, it is a fairly niche thing. But what it is is it's a it's consequence uh, of it's an abuse the- of power. It's taking, yeah, it's power and it's taking the platter and being like, you know, uh, and saying, I want, uh, I'm going to subscribe to this religion because to everything, even though I don't believe in everything and I'm going to deny myself a lot of things. uh, And that's, that's, it's not to say all pedophiles, they might, uh, this is just speculation, but they might end up being in situations where they're, um, that you know they've been denying themselves like real relationships with adults and this sort of thing in the name of their religion, and then uh, there's outlets in 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 very dangerous and I th- horrible I th- ways. I think a lot of this is in all religions, but I think a lot like a lot of the religions, especially I would say the monotheistic ones, sort of prize suffering as a virtue. So depriving yourself of yeah. Sex, like uh, I want to say, like fleshly desires or whatever, is like one and, of those. Yeah, things. Like, what's the point? point? Just let them have. <laughs> like, this is stupid. Because there's I, Lent, there's Lent, keep, and there's all sorts of other other sort of deprivation celebrations that are for, done in these. For women, a lot of women. We didn't even touch on women's issues all that much. Where a um, lot of oppression. A lot of oppression, oppression. in general, as in broad strokes, oppression, yeah. a pretty big thing. And I think the other thing, like like. Um, you know, Crofton talked about it, the historical aspect. Like, so, um, 
when you say depriving yourself, like there were probably reasons for like the celibacy and sort of family structures. Like there were probably reasons, good reasons for that. Like for example, like the pork eating thing in in, in several of the big religions don't eat don't eat pork. Like it's probably it's based on things about like say outbreaks of disease caused by certain animals like five thousand years ago. So if you don't eat that animal, maybe you avoid a sickness. So there was a definite benefit to it at the time, but it's just become dogmatic. Social engineering is no no longer logical or serves no no longer serves a purpose other than to hold up the tradition but at a, at a certain time did serve a purpose and, and a useful one yeah i I, th- I agree i think but there's like some stuff where it's like i chalk the pig thing up to like okay yeah there's sort of a story there and it's goofy but like the oppression of women especially the dark ages like it, it's it's kind of ridiculous anyways i think we need to start transitioning I, into I would verdicts. Just, yeah, 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 yeah yeah but like verdicts. we could do a second we could do a part two sometime in the future i'm on verdict <laughs> number one on this one just because uh i haven't been number one recently in the verdicts and also because i don't need to think about this one sometimes when we get to verdict time we're buying time to sort of flesh out our verdict in this case i don't need to uh, and it's one of those ones where I sort of know, knew where I was coming down at the beginning of this podcast, and uh, it's it's good talking about it, and it's good it's good thinking about these things. I think that organized religions often come from a a, a, a pure place, an idea based on love, ideas based on uh, collaboration, friendship, all this sort of thing, but. It always seems to get twisted, and and it gets twisted into to power struggles. It gets twisted into violence. It gets twisted into war, um, and and the cycle repeats itself as we indoctrinate our children uh, into our religions. It's changing slowly throughout human history, like a long many turns of a game of civilization, uh, but. Um, but it's it's starting to change, and and I I feel lucky that I live in the age that I do now, uh, it, where I can comfortably sit here and say that organized religion is bad. All right, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'll go next, and I'm also going to deliver a verdict of poopy bad uh, I really think that uh, religion has played a strong role in controlling our lives I think the social engineering aspect um, is particularly the most the worst part of it and I think it's I think there's a lot of things that people forgive religion for that it should not that people should not forgive religion for um, you know we mentioned holy wars the oppression of women through religious systems is one and as well as I just, but on a more personal note, I don't like being part of the Matrix. That's why I bought a hat because a TV show told me to do so. But anyways, <laughs> I, I don't like being part of the Matrix. And I feel like um, it's just so transparent to me now that uh, religion's main primary function is to control and to just infest our lives. And I think we can do better. Mike. Um, I'm gonna I, everything you guys said. I totally agree with, but I'm gonna differ a little bit. I'm gonna say that, that religion is bullshit, <laughs> and the reason I'm gonna go with bullshit instead of outright bad. There's so many bad things about organized, but the reason I think it's just bullshit is I think it is a chain, uh, a link in the chain of humans trying to understand the world. 
And I think that it has served a purpose in the past when we didn't know what we know now. Uh, it has served a purpose of organizing people. Um, and though it's been largely oppressive in its in movements towards change, I think it was just it's a process of evolution, of social evolution. And I think we're now moving to a more reasoned or in reasoned state. But we probably had to go through this thing. And I think that's why we see the decline of it. Sort of think of it like, um, you know, um, the uh, like vestigial organ in your body. What, what do you call that thing? Your appendix. It's like an append. It's like the appendix. It's still there, but it serves no purpose except to occasionally explode and put toxic bile into your, yeah. your system in in a form of a religious war. So like it's still there. It has served a purpose. It no longer does, and it's slowly kind of we're evolving out of it as we move into kind of you know educated uh, sort of. Uh, industrialized world with high standards of living. I mean, I guess we're we're lucky to be here and be able to say these things. But yeah, we'd be killed three hundred years ago. That's not and a I long know, time and, ago. And I, and I have to say, frankly, I know a lot of people who are really into organized organized religion are really really lovely people who really espouse the good of the religion, and I can't speak badly about them. And to each no, I, and I, I and that's why Bo made the point that we're not we're speaking about the organized religion, not necessarily the people who subscribe uh, to. To it one, one last point I want to raise because it just occurred to me when Mike was talking about it kind of being in the rear view mirror I started thinking about um, the Tea Party in the US and the uh, sort of the the American uh, uh, anti-intellectual movement almost um, and how that it's wrapped up in base beliefs and in primary amongst them are our religious beliefs and how in Canada we forget about this because we've moved past it but in the states they're still fighting this sort of culture war uh, that that's leading to like you know stalemates in the in the in the house uh, of representatives and and it really it to me it's ignorance being stemming from organized religion and that stuff drives yeah. me nuts well also the, the school school system being a primary battleground for this as well with creationism and all that what, what is the term for that uh Creationism. Creation. Like, sort of an. It's like, yeah, we'll accept some science, but not really, or some. Anyways, verdicts are in. Um, and I think that's the point is religion touches everything and it's everywhere. Ubiquitous is the word. All right. Uh, well, thanks very much, guys. Uh, we don't have any mail in the mailbag today. However, if you'd like to give us your opinion on uh, our episode on organized religion or any of our previous episodes, you can email us at goodbadbs at gmail.com. Want to find out more about our show? Visit us at gbbpodcast.com, and there you can find links to subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just any RSS reader. Um, there you can also like us on Facebook and find us at Twitter at GoodBadBull. All right, guys. Um, Crofton, if our listeners want to find out more about you, uh, you know, where can they do that? They can find me trying to create my own religion through the scriptures of Twitter. At Crofton Steers. <laughs> okay. And Mike, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where how can they do that? Uh, if they want to find out more about me, they yeah, should they probably they should probably pray to their god of choice for a revelation about me. Mine is the Scientologist <laughs> aliens. <laughs> yeah, there's no science in Scientology, right? But there's Tom Cruise in Scientology. It's in the name, Bo. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bo Schwartz. Uh, all right, guys. I think that's going to... Sorry. What I meant to say was, that's a wrap. Amen. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and goodbye and sayonara or whatever. All right. Thanks, gents. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye. All right. I feel bathed in the light of our Lord. 
start start with Mike then, and then go to me, and then yeah, I will whatever. I will take the leftovers. I don't care. Uh, excuse me.